Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Det här är Teach Me Sweden. Det är en podcast om svensk historia där två komiker försöker lära varandra svensk historia. Jag heter Erik Broström. And I'm Jonathan Rollins. And in this episode, I'm going to be teaching Eric all about a certain crop mm. that is also a treasure. The treasure of the night. <laughs> Yes, so take the flowers out of your bathroom and eat them. Because <laughs> that's where we're going. <laughs> Check it out. Are you there? I am here. Uh, I'm here, and I have with me a story. Okay, for you. Mm. Are you excited? I yeah. get to read to you. And it is so underbart to få lära sig Sverige. It was nice talking to you uh, before we got this started. Honestly, we pretended that for those of you that don't know, we pretended that we we're surprised to see each other. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> <laughs> it would be so weird. We set it us near. Framför mikrofonerna trycker på räck och så har vi inte sett oh, varandra. Oh my hey! God. <laughs> so those of you that want to hear those silly conversations that we had before we started can uh, join us in our Patreon army. Yes. That we have. It's patreon.com slash teachmesweden and you can uh, contribute as little as 10 crowns a month and mm. get some extra stuff and check out uh, the extra material. Watch these in person. You can watch Eric, make me laugh a lot. Uh, och, och, a, och, och vice versa. Yeah. Det, det ni hör kan ni se. Yes. Det so uh, so uh, become a supporter. If you have suggestions, uh, this one I did not get a suggestion for on this one. I just I, uh, I just came up with it. But um, if you have one, send it to teachmesweden at gmail.com. Mm. Or you can hit us up on social media. Instagram, I get, I've gotten suggestions on there. Uh, my Instagram is Jonathan underscore Rollins, and yours is Impro Eric. Yes. So hoita till där. So and if you wanted Eric to do it, send it in Swedish. Yeah. If you want me to do it, send it in English, or just uh, specify who you think would be better to read the story. Yes, but go back a little bit and say that I said precisely. Det ni hör kan ni se. Insåg att jag låt, lät lite som någon slags uh, tv-försäljare på 40-talet <laughs> eller 50-talet. You'll never believe this. <laughs> You can see what you're here, see? <laughs> Anytime I think of uh, TV, those uh, home shopping shows, yeah, yeah, I think about the guy with the sword. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't know, no. The dude is like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the story, but this dude has the sword, and he's talking about how durable the sword is. Uh, he's like, man, this thing's really good. It's a good sword. And he's like banging <laughs> it on the table, and then he hits it one time, and it's, he's like, it's, it's very durable, and he hits it really hard, and the sword breaks and flies back and stabs him in the stomach. No! And he's just like, oh! And you know, the camera's got to keep rolling. <laughs> so he goes down to the ground. And you just see the empty set. Right? <laughs> and you would think this is enough for this to be over. But no. 
enter Odell, right? Oh. He's like the car- he said, ah, because you hear the guy on his way down. Oh, it got me, Odell. It got me. It got me, Odell. Then he disappears, <laughs> right? And then this <laughs> this like country bumpkin dude yeah. comes from behind the camera, just like fat dude with glasses. Uh, we gonna need emergency surgery <laughs> <laughs> in the studio. And then it cuts. <laughs> That's my favorite. If you want to watch some, you want to be entertained, watch the Home Shopping uh, Network bloopers because that's a 24 hour show uh, and they have to keep talking, keep going. Uh, it's like telethon type stuff. Face the clip it for YouTube. Right. Yes, yes. Oh, that's it. Hilarious. It got me, Odell. It got me. <laughs> and, <laughs> Odell, when you see Odell, you might have to pause yeah, okay. to laugh at this motherfucker, man. It's so funny. <laughs> We need emergency surgery. <laughs> In the studio. <laughs> det är så roligt att det här, it got me. Det är lite som när i krig typ så här, he got me. Yeah. Så typ så här, the sword uh, had intent. Uh, it got me, Odell. Uh, it got me. Just a tip. Got me right. Get me right here. Finally got me. God damn it. <laughs> That sword with uh, a vengeance. Gud vad dumt. Uh, uh, anyway, mm? uh, this has nothing to do with that. Nej. But I'm going to teach you a little something about, I'm very sure that you uh, have this in your life. Okay. For all of your life. Oh, the caxit statement. Okay. Yes, man. Okay. In 1655, mm-hmm. a man named Olaus Rudbeck mm-hmm. began farming a unique crop in his botanical garden in Uppsala. In weed. Let's go over. You've had weed in your life, your entire life. <laughs> your entire life. It was a unique and mostly round crop. That would later be called potatis. Nej, potatisens historia. Vad kul. But, uh, but Olaus gave the crop the name Peruvian Night Treasures. Oj. He <laughs> called it Peruviansk Nattskatt. The Peruvian Night Treasures <laughs> låter så mycket som en typ porrfilm från 80-talet. <laughs> hey, uh, you growing... <laughs> you grow in the Peruvian. <laughs> I got some Peruvian night treasures over here. <laughs> And it's like, hey, hola. Hola, senor. Störigt. Ay, Dios mio. Störig person som ser sig själv som en Peruvian night treasure. <laughs> uh, I'm a Peruvian night treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've heard of me. Uh, <laughs> and it's believed that the Peruvian night treasures is the first name in Sweden for the potato. Okay. Thanks to uh, Olaus Rudbeck. <laughs> and that might seem like an odd name for a root vegetable that yeah. you plan to grow yeah. and to eat. Yeah. But don't worry. They were not going to eat these treasures. These botanical wonders were initially seen as a wonderful decorative plant. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes. In the 1600s, <laughs> people were hanging potatoes up in the rooms <laughs> to make them look prettier. <laughs> Sluta hänga upp de där peruvianska nattskatterna. Vi håller på att svälta här. We've been growing, the, as you see in this room, we have a lovely array. Uh, a Peruvian nutscat. We smelt it She thinks she is better than us. You know how many Peruvian night treasures she put in the bathroom? But also, 
en potatis. <laughs> potatis, det är jättegott. Men det ser inte snyggt ut. No! Det no, ser no. inte snyggt ut. En kotte. A pine cone is much more beautiful. I It agree. has shapes and... I agree. It looks structured almost like... Fan. Herregud. Uh, I have to add here that it's possible that Swedish soldiers that fought in the 30 years war brought back potatoes from Germany as early as 1648. Uh. But Olaus made his mark and the folks in Uppsala began to grow Peruvian night treasures uh. for interior design needs. Wow, de använde potatis som blommor. Fy fan vad dumt. And they're under the, under the soil. Yeah! Uh, ge mig tre rosor, uh, två liljer och uh, några av de där peruvianska nattskatterna. No, oh de vill jag, my de vill jag. god, somebody's fancy. Well, someone's proposing. <laughs> What did he give you, girl? I gave him the Peruvian night treasures. <laughs> Oh, you definitely say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine the commercial. <laughs> If you want to liven up your party, get you a bouquet <laughs> of Peruvian night treasures. Plus, man can't overreach them. Man can't cast them. At the wedding, yeah. She throws them over the back of the bouquet. Yeah. And then come out from the church and they don't them up. Man, some potatoes direct from the garden. Hurrah! How did she die? <laughs> she was trying to catch a bouquet of Peruvian night treasures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, those things will kill you. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, then came Jonas Alstermeyer. Ah. Uh? Side note, you look like you recognize the name. It's because the studio we're recording from is Alstermeyer Gotten. Yes, there. Uh, so this guy must have done some important shit. Jag visste att det här skulle jag visste att jag visste att det här gatunamnet skulle dyka upp här förr eller senare. Really? Ja, uh, I mean, all, alla gott det fanns ju inte yeah. någon random Alström han måste ha gjort något liksom. I was uh, I was thinking that too like yeah. I, I was like why didn't I think of this? Yeah. This street must have been yeah. Ah uh, crazy. Uh but he did do other stuff but we won't talk about that today. We'll just talk about the potato park because he was very important. Okay, you know? cool. So we might talk about him in the future. Cool. But he had a garden of his own in his town of Allingsås. Mhm. You know where that is? Yeah, no. Me neither. I But I, I know of it. Right. I've heard it. I've heard it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there he began growing potatoes in 1724. Okay. So they talk after It was that. like 1650 all the way there. So there's 70 years that we got, that they've been like... 70 made. years of flowers. <laughs> 70 years of potato flowers. <laughs> Starving people with Night flowers. treasures. Jonas Alstermeer. Um... Alstermeer mm. had learned about potatoes in his trips to England and Ireland, ah. of course. Ah. Uh, he wrote about the nutritional value uh, in this uh, decorative plant. Uh, <laughs> 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 he described how to cultivate potatoes and prepare them to be eaten. Okay. Here's some of what he said about potatoes. They have almost the same taste as truffles once they're prepared and are very delicate to eat with meat, pork, and fish. Mm. And in conclusion, this goodness... And this and use of this root in a household is so diverse that it just can't be praised enough. Okay, yeah. This is what uh, uh. Mr. Alstermeer uh. was uh, was saying. Uh. Um, have you ever heard a potato called uh, nola? Nola. 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 No. In the Allingsås area, the potato was was named nola, uh. and the plural was noler. Okay. Uh, and the name is believed to be derived from Mr. Uh, Alstermeer himself, 
And then there's other theories that the Nola, it was borrowed from Northern German dialect for the word noodle. Oh. Or that Nola, together with the words Knola and Tola, two <laughs> other Westjutland words for potatoes, originate in a group of Germanic word stems on RT, which, uh, which means it's something compact and round. Oh, okay. Or in a tubular shape. Huh? So Nola is, uh, it's not common in the rest of Sweden, but it is in that area. Uh-huh. Oh, for Yep, the uh. word Nola for potatoes has allegedly survived among the people of Alling Sols. Okay. So I'm going to go there and see if I can order me some Nola. Why are they so cheap with their Nola? <laughs> <laughs> Spread the wealth. <laughs> <laughs> At the annual potato festival. Okay, course, let's dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's held in uh, the weekend before midsummer. So oh, bro. Yeah, when we record this, it's coming up. Mm-hmm. People talk about Nola. And uh, at the tourist office, it's possible to buy Nola souvenirs made of bronze. Oj! Jävla vad de är stolta över. They're all about Nolas. Ja, verkligen. Each copy of the souvenir is given an individual care and is provided with a production number. Guarantees that it's a genuine Nola. Okej. Okay. Lite som när man köper typ en Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep, except for this one's bronze. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, back to our story. In true Swedish fashion, mm-hmm. the people were suspicious. Of potatoes. Yes. They're like, you mean to tell me you could eat a flower? <laughs> <laughs> Do I cook tulips? <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Get out of here. <laughs> you are lying to me, Jonas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it would take time before the vegetable will be universally accepted as a regular part of dinner. Mm. Then in the 1740s, government officials started considering adding potatoes to the Swedish diet, like pushing for it to be added to the diet because the, su- country, the country suffered from an almost constant shortage of grain. Okay. And they were importing grain from abroad every year. <laughs> so they were to svälta. Yes. And they had a shitload of Peruvian nitrates. <laughs> On the windows, <laughs> in the kitchen, in the kitchen, you decorated the kitchen. Think what cool. Nu ska jag skriva om historien. De står så här, de, de, de kokar vatten. De, de, de ska äta det. De ska äta vatten. Och sen så bara, fan, det kommer inte gå. Och sen bara, plopp, plopp. Och åker ner två Peruvian Night Treasures. Och de bara, åh nej! Åh nej, oh, jag kan inte plocka upp det så varmt. So hot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, this smells, this is almost like truffles. Can you pass me some of that suspicious butter? <laughs> no, they probably didn't think the no, butter no, no, was... No, no, no. <laughs> they couldn't just take butter. <laughs> we used to butter for cleaning. <laughs> That's toilet cleanser. Are you putting toilet cleanser on your sandwich next to a night treasure? <laughs> What? <laughs> What type of... Jonas! Get out of here. Go take that shit back to Island Sauce. <laughs> What are you doing with the cheese? That's our doorstop. <laughs> How's the door going to stay open, huh? If you put that on the sandwich with the toilet cleaner. The door's going to close. You can't don't, clean the toilet. Don't you mash my, my night treasure. <laughs> He took a mash and mashed my night treasure. <laughs> Now it looks like rice. <laughs> you destroyed the night treasures. <laughs> Give them. Oh. Okay, I knew you would get a kick out of this. <laughs> yes, this is so fun. 
<laughs> All right, so the, the country suffered from almost constant shortage of grain. Uh, at regular intervals, crop failures recurred, uh, occurred in the grain industry, and Sweden suffered from famine. Oh, they are dying. Oh. Next to <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. <laughs> potatoes. Is this when irony was invented? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you pu- what are you straightening your clothes with? <laughs> with sarcastic phrases? <laughs> are you straightening your clothes? <laughs> oh. No, I'm ironing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a stretch. Oh, that's a good. That's a dad joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, potatoes were, were seen as food that could primarily prevent starvation during the crop uh, yeah. failures. Yes. Only took uh, them seventy years. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. You think that's it? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, we got more. <laughs> All right. Uh, then um, they had crop failures, and a big crop failure um, happened in 1742. Mm. And then in the years that followed, great efforts were made to get potatoes out to the common people. Like the government is trying to get potato seeds. Uh. They're taking them from other countries and trying to send them out uh. to uh, Sweden. Uh, in 1747, they turned to the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences with a request for help. Jeez. Like, help us feed these people that are uh. dying next to night treasures. Vad är det för snorkiga människor? Varför pr- like, prövar man något? It's a flower. Pröva. Det är så konstigt. Pröva. Vad fan du dör ju annars. Uh, and then Alstermer, who was one of uh, the members of the Academy of Swedish Sciences. Like I said, he was a very respected uh, person in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, got, he got hired. Um, and in 1749, the Swedish Chamber of Commerce published a circular information on planting, use, uh, and... Use and use of ground pairs. I think it was a translation of ground uh, pairs. Uh. They were calling them ground pairs now. Jord pair on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Ah, better than though. Yeah, that's what they were. Uh, um, and this was printed four thousand copies and were sent out throughout Sweden. Ah. Uh. And became a standard work for uh, growing and utilizing potatoes. Ah. Uh. So he was like describing how to cultivate. Oh, bit the name something. Don't bother. Is that not Scott? Not the Jude Peron. Ah, okay. I thought it was a not Scott. <laughs> so now everyone's gonna um, follow our boy Jonas's plan, uh, and he tried to tell him that he tried to tell him about twenty years before, and potato and potato cultivation was also described in the printed almanacs. Okay. Published in 1749 and 1750. Okay. You want to know why? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the almanac was the second most read literature <laughs> among common people besides the Bible. De har så lite gemensamt. What the fuck is wrong? Det ena är helt omöjligt att läsa för det står så jävla mycket skit i det. Och den andra är ju bara siffror. Vad fan ska de med? Åh, gud. Åh, årets almanacka. Ja, undrar hur den slutar. Oh no, they're talking about the night treasures? People are eating night treasures. Okay, enter one of the... No more dates for me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Enter one of the kingdom's noblemen. Mm. Eva de la Gardi. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of her? Mm, de la Gardi låter också lite bekant, men jag vet inte. She also played a major role in spreading knowledge about potatoes. Mm-hmm. She advocated the alternative use of potatoes. To eat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Namely for the man- manufacture of starch. Yeah. Potato starch. Just that. Mm. Um, powder. Yeah. And, of course, Booze. the burning of spirits. Yes. <laughs> yes. You need to use potatoes to burn spirits, man. Uh, då åkte de peruvianska nattskatterna ner snabbt när folk förstod att man kunde göra sprit, misstänker jag. Yes. For her efforts to spread knowledge about the potatoes, uh, Eva was elected as the first woman in the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences. Oh, She's jävlar. Snyggt. Ja, men då, då kan jag klart man har hört det namnet. And this is in 1748. Men det var först då som... Okej. Okay. Åh. Oh. Men okej, okay. jag vet inte vad som kommer hända Men det låter som att det är så här. <laughs> it's food! It's a flower! It's food! It's a flower! You can make booze of it! Okej okay. <laughs> I'll try it <laughs> the, the, the potato cultivation Initially took place mostly on a small scale Of course, as yeah. in garden plots uh. So people are, you know, following his instructions In their little gardens By the middle of the 18th century, the cultivation has spread so that it also reached the Republic of Yamtalan. Oh. Yep, and that's a whole different country. Yes. Uh, a great advantage of the potato was that it could be grown and give a good harvest, even on lean soils, even in forested and intermediate areas. Oh. So it's like easy to make yeah. this thing. Uh, uh. People just die. Okay. Uh. So the fatter grain <laughs> soil did not have to be used. So they can use good soil on some stuff that's harder to grow. Yeah. Like maybe, I don't know. Corn or something? I don't know. Sure. And uh, <laughs> any crop. <laughs> any crop that needs good soil. An explanation of why potato harvesting works could be found in the 1764 publication of Planting Pears or Potatoes in Dalarna and the Bergslagen, mm-hmm. where they state, in the kingdom's forests and mountain areas, these roots have become fairly generally accepted, partly by moral and partly also by physical causes. The former include a shortage and cost of bread. Our soldiers' taste for the plant received from the Pomeranians and some of the Bergwerkens, Germans who moved in. To the latter, again, the soil, which notwithstanding partially, I'm sorry, partly natural thinness, is rather fertile soil for it than the fertile clay, which most of the plains of the kingdom are endowed with. In comparison, they can get five, they can get a plentiful harvest from potatoes from 5000 square meters mm. so the soil of 80 to 90 barrels can be collected which costs 20 crowns you make it yeah so they could get 20 crowns yeah and then make 5000 uh. uh, square meters worth of potatoes ah uh. i mean it looks good 
Men var inte typ 20 kronor 15 000 miljoner på den här tiden? Ja, uh, <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, good point. But um, because of the potatoes seem to be here to stay, mm-hmm. much of the responsibility for exporting the potatoes was um, placed by the State Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. on the governors of the various counties. Mm-hmm. So they're splitting it up, all the responsibility, all over Sweden. They were given the task of propagating for and distributing seeds of potatoes to the common people. Mm-hmm. It progressed slowly because the common people hanged up fröna som dekoration i hemmen <laughs> and were still skeptical <laughs> oh, shit, of the crop. There were also major problems with the quality of seed potatoes imported. <sighs> Information from the governor's stories from the 1760s indicated that there was a, cl- a decline now uh. in the 1760s of potato cultivation. Uh. So it's like people are stupid. Like People uh. are just stupid. That is so dumb. So dumb. Carl Frederick Lund describes in detail about cultivation, storage, and utilization in his writing in 1769. So now we're on to 1769. But it's still not go for potato. <laughs> and, and his writing was Om potatoes eller jord pärron. Uh, is what is he that? wrote. Uh. The potatoes had at that time been spread in Europe and the potatoes were still seen primarily as an emergency food uh. to be used when the grain harvest went wrong. Gradually spread to most countries. The need which... Always sharpened the reflection has brought this soil fruit to Sweden for several years. But as far as is known to me, as far as I know, only the red pears have had such a great success. You know, the little red. Uh, yeah. Some of the red potatoes oh, yeah. uh. had such great success because they gave a bitter taste afterwards in the throat when eaten boiled. There's no taste in the throat. <laughs> so what the fuck is he talking about? Which <laughs> inconvenience the other kinds do not bring. So, don't eat the red pears. Thanks, Carl Loon. Okay. I wrote that. Thanks, Carl Loon. Oh, vad bra att du skrev det. Och om du inte hade sagt att smaken sitter i halsen så hade vi kanske lyssnat på dig. Yeah, thanks, Carl. <laughs> Smart. In 1771 and 1772, the country got hit by a severe crop failure. Oh. With several years of distress as a result. Potato cultivation was brought up again. Hey, guys. Oh. Hey, uh, you can... You can take those things. Och det är 1772, sa du det? Mm-hmm. Det är så här som Gustav III blir mördad. What, by potatoes? <laughs> yes, death by <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> nej, 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 han blir, ba, han blir bara skjuten. Men det är <laughs> intressant att det är den tiden. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so yeah, um, I just wrote that here, right? This is the same year that Gustav III... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it got brought up again by mm. the country, like... It's an important issue for the state. Uh. People, the people of Sweden are getting in their own way. Uh, uh. Like, come on, take take these potatoes, man. We really want y'all to take them. Uh. In the Riksdag, potatoes were discussed as an important part of the issue of the people's livelihood. Hey, Swedes, you are dying. Yes. The kingdom called on all governors to encourage the inhabitants of their counties to grow potatoes in every way possible. <laughs> During the years 1773 and 74, the state distributed Swedish Chamber of Commerce, uh, which... I'm sorry, distributed potato seeds to the common people. So they sent seeds out. Hey, yeah. <laughs> in the mail, <laughs> as long as it don't get robbed by some weirdo, yeah. the mail will get to you. <laughs> uh, so it was the Chamber of Commerce that did this, and they received orders from the governors in each county. Yeah. Uh, data from different parts of the country show that this became the real breakthrough for potato cultivation in the country uh. in 1773 and 74. Okay. In 1767, the Patriotic Society was formed. Okay. Patriotisk Shellskapet. Okay. Was formed for which several years in various ways encouraged potato cultivation. Okay. 
One of the many potato enthusiasts. Bra det patriarkatet. One one of uh, the many uh, potato enthusiasts. Imagine calling yourself that. I am a potato enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> What is that? Is that a red potato? I hear it gets bitter in your throat. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, but I love the bitterness, actually. I often enthusiast. <laughs> how do you how do you? Do I don't even know. Enthuse? <laughs> I enthuse. <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> Enthuse me. <laughs> Enthuse me with your <laughs> potato. <laughs> But this guy's name is Axel Laurel. Okay. And he's from Finland. Oh, Axel Laurel. <laughs> he, was a, he was a potato enthusiast from Finland. Uh, and the, the Swedish uh, Chamber of Commerce recommended that the kingdom, through the governor of the county, pay attention to Laurel's work. Yeah. He was asked to write down his experiences in both Finnish and Swedish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Men don't count both. Yeah. Oh. And it was stated that the greatest merit in Axel Laurel's brief description of potatoes or pear, you know, planting, because they had to call it that, so <laughs> people stopped being, <laughs> preserving usefulness in the household, was in his detailed food recipe, use, use this wonderful earth fruit. That's what uh, they're saying. Earth fruit. Cool. <laughs> uh, or maybe root fruit is what it's we call it root vegetable potatoes considered a root vegetable ah just root fruit yeah it's called root fruit during the earlier part of the 18th century potato cultivation was generally carried out on a very small scale as horticulture they did not want to lease the ordinary uh, land for potato cultivation mm-hmm. but by the end the great shift was carried out gradually and this made it much easier for the farmers who wanted to try potato cultivation Because they got different land, yeah, and then use their good land for other shit, and they probably like, ah, this works. This could work out. Ah, it's next. And then they started getting better equipment in order to harvest the potatoes. And then they got the need, the need for seed. <laughs> 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 so that was so that was the big shift when they started when the farmers started buying in, and then came the lagerhifte, uh-huh. which was implemented during the first part of the 19th century. Many farms were moved out, and the cohesion of the fields was significantly improved. This further facis- facilitated potato cultivation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So during the 18th century, the authorities had seen the potatoes primarily a food that could save the people from recurring periods of famine and distress. Uh, and then the technology for the production of spirits and for the production of potato flour and powder had gradually developed. Snicked and again. <laughs> So, turn of the century, cultivation took off in earnest, and by 1800, the cultivation had reached about 5,000 hectares uh-huh. when it was uh, 1,000 the decade before. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so, there's now more interest in using potato as raw material for the production of spirits. Yes. And this got the Swedes' attention. Yeah. And it continued also for the production of potato flour. So, there's uh-huh. potato flour and alcohol. Uh-huh. The spirits developed Technology improved and the drinking of spirits increased. Yep. Yeah, Men, <laughs> what constant? Let me, let me say something. I thought it was just a flower. <laughs> I thought it was a flower. This is good. <laughs> getting, getting fucked up on potato juice. We need sustainable <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, but it was very uh, difficult to store potatoes over the winter. It rotted easily or froze or was destroyed. Yeah. So people were like, you know what we need to do? 
Make more alcohol. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Make then more we just liquor. then we just revert it <laughs> when spring comes. <laughs> we drink it. We shit, <laughs> and that's fertilizer. Yes, <laughs> for future potatoes. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh. So so they were processing it. That's yeah. They're like, no, we got. Uh, we need to process. Yeah, this, this booze is going to generate some nitrogen. Like, um, it's <laughs> July. Winter is around the corner. <laughs> we need to. Uh, you know what? You know what? You know what? Bring the potatoes here, man. Let's go ahead and let's make some some whiskey out of it. <laughs> let's make some vodka, man. This is a uh, this is this is almost winter time. I'll be shitting booze tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Midsummer is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be shitting booze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drinking helped along the usage of potatoes with people producing their own alcohol locally. Mm. But then, as we discussed yeah. in a previous episode, Sweden did not like moonshine shit, not for too long. Nay. And in 1855, they made moonshine illegal. And thus, potato harvesting slowed down <laughs> for the rest of the century. People <laughs> were like, fuck this. <laughs> Bring the rice. We'll wait for another famine. <laughs> And then in the <laughs> 1900s, two wars, of course, World War One and World War Two came in, yeah. and p- potato harvesting boomed again, uh-huh. and uh, that solidified it. The boom uh, stuck in, and potatoes were now here to stay, and are now a mainstay mm. in Swedish culture, Yeah, with Swedes eating, on average, 50 tons of potatoes per year. Tack, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say that enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, don't, he doesn't get enough praise. <laughs> The Swedes eat about 50 tons of potatoes per year per person, and the average uh, human being eats 33. 33 potatoes. Tons of potatoes. Oh, 33 ton. Yeah. 33 ton potatoes. 50. <laughs> you Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the world. 33. 33. And we eat 50 ton potatoes. Per person? Yes. Under a lifestyle? Yeah. Okay. I've had my share. Men när jag var liten så hatade jag potatis. Så att jag kanske tillhör 33. My, kid, <laughs> my kids don't like it that no. much. I used to f- uh, f- fake faint. When I What? Saw, yeah. Uh, mamma var så här, middag. Och så kom jag in till köksbordet och så ser jag till potatis. Så jag bara, potatis! Boom! <laughs> De bara, vi har aldrig gått på det där. Vad håller du på med? <laughs> What? My so, mom made me eat every bite of everything on every plate. Yeah, but then I got to go eat it. And you couldn't drink until your food was finished. Yeah, I got no lettuce gourd that I didn't eat potatoes. I'm trying to double check about this. Yeah. Oh, no lettuce gourd. Yeah, yeah. No lettuce gourd if I didn't finish the food. It doesn't need to be potatoes or what else. But it should definitely not be a great. I don't have children, so I don't care. But it should definitely not be so bad to mute with lettuce gourd. It should definitely not be so bad to set up children to eat. Have I heard? Okay, I said 50 ton. It's not 50 ton. What is it? 50 kilo. Okay. Jag tänkte, jag äter jag 50 ton av livstid. Det är fan. No, jävla it's 50 massa. kilo per year though. Oh, so 50 tons. No, I said. In a life, yeah. Probably. In a life. Ah, <laughs> oh, 50 kilo per år. 50 oh. kilo every year. Ja, men det är en potatis i veckan. I snitt. 52 veckor. Mm. Nej, no, nej, det är no, ett kilo i veckan. Ja, ja, förlåt. Det är ett kilo potatis i veckan. In a year. Nej, men 50. 50. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Damn, kilo. that's too much. But maybe somebody eats a whole lot. Yes. Yes, to even out the statistics. Because uh, <laughs> I don't eat a kilo. Do no. I? I maybe? Eat, no, no, I eat shitload of Thai food. So it's, uh, it's I'm, I'm a rice I'm a rice man. Mm, mm. Well, if there was a famine, you'd change your goddamn mind. <laughs> no goddamn way. 
Jag hänger potatisen i fönstret och äter thai. He's eating thighs. He's eating thighs. That boy eating thighs, man. How you get around your neck? It's my wedding. Give me back my thai. And don't throw them potatoes yet. The ladies ain't in the crowd. <laughs> Trying to throw the, the night the night treasures. <laughs> the night treasures. <laughs> yeah, so that's the story of potatoes in Sweden. Fan vad bra. Underbart. Och som en teaser. Vi håller på att bygga upp ett Marvel Cinematic Universe här. Du bara säger, all strömmer. I'll get to him later. Oh, yeah, det är lite yeah, såhär yeah, teasers. Yeah. Och... He was very uh, important. He uh-huh. did more, more than just bring potatoes to stupid people. Och egentligen, why bother? Just... Let, let, let them, them die. die. Let them die. Yes. 20 years later, he's like, I told y'all asses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soundtrack it in here is Live and Let Die, fast it just let them all die. <laughs> bam, bam. Exactly. <laughs> Austromir. Uh, but that's it for this episode of Teach Me Sweden. Thanks for checking it out. Um, you can send us your suggestions at teachmesweden at gmail.com mm-hmm. and you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash teachmesweden. Yes. Give yeah. us money. <laughs> yes, give us money. Uh, annars måste vi äta potatis. Yeah, we want to eat more than just potatoes. Yeah. Right? Mm. Uh, and it's good, it's good with fish and, and pork and all other stuff that he was telling us. Mm. Uh, so, yep. Yeah, it's been Jonathan Rollins. Okay, Rick Brostrom. Teaching you Sweden. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.